1: And uh, hello, I'm Sally.
2: And we are not the Harry Bikers, we are the Agony Uncles. Say hello, Uncle Si. Hello,
1: Uncle Si. Say hello, Uncle Dave. Hello, Uncle Dave.
2: (laughs) Yes. Well, we're in our (laughs) alter ego today. We're back answering all your problems, your traumas, your dilemmas. And uh, some of them are really bloody funny, I tell you. But anyway, we're not not here to mock. We're not here to mock. Sally has asked me a question. We've had some interesting emails. She says, how come every time Dave does an impression of his wife... She sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Terminator. She will be back. I don't do that. I, I do a mildly Eastern European accent. Eat right. your dinner. Yeah, no, she's a strong woman. She's strong. Woman. No, 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 no. She's not. She, she certainly doesn't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I can
1: say no. that on her behalf. She's also kind of terrifying. I'm terrified a little. I love it a bits. And we love each other a bits. But my God. She's not. No, don't I know. You well, not. She's gentle and kind, but you know, you don't. You, she's been gentle with. She's answered your problems when you've had them. Oh, she's answered everything. She's fine. Yes, but I'm just yes. saying, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of her. That's all I'm saying. You know? No, she. No, she's a strong woman. A strong woman. And that's what strong, you want. That's what a man wants. Yes. So anyway, I, yes.
2: I shall stop trying to impersonate her as Swartz Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I'll, I'll go off. Uh, oh, I don't know, Nadia do etch. Who? The, the, the Romanian gymnast, They're all gymnasts, oh, you yeah. know. She, used to, she used to be a gymnast when she was younger. It's coming very handy in her later life, I tell you.
1: Oh, that's something I can't unhear and now can't unimagine. Oh, God. Right. It is yes, for me to know and you to wonder, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm wondering. That's the problem. 35. Also on social... Yes, I know. I can't help myself. It just came out. Right. Also on social media, I've had a question from Anita who says, uh, after Cy revealed that he likes to pass wind while doing the old jiggy-jiggy, I didn't say I like to. It was just an involuntary reaction to jiggy-jiggying. Anyway, uh, ha- has it ever put his partner off? Well, I haven't got a partner at the minute, so no, it hasn't. And um, uh, and my hubby and me were at it last night, and, he, and I let one go, and hubby had to stop, and he felt all queasy. I was really disappointed. Queasy? <laughs> I'd be sick as a
2: pig. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> I'd never do that. You, you don't... No, never.
1: Never. But You can
2: help it. Can't you Sometimes. Of course you, you know, can. Of course you can. Jiggy-jiggy. No, no, no. It's, it's love-making, it's passionate, it's a beautiful thing. Not to be ruined by an uncontrolled colon. Anyway. <laughs> there are many, many ways to get in touch with us, but primarily the ways by email. And you drop us an email at agonyuncles... At thehairybikers.co.uk, that's agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk, and we await your messages.
1: As always, as always, because if you don't send them in, we haven't got a programme, which is imperative that you do. So, uh, yes, now the Agony Uncles team today posing the problems, as always, is the thin white duke, Mr Mark jeeves himself. Say hello, Mark. Hello, Mark. How are we all? -all All good? Hi, Chiefs, you all right?
3: Yeah, good, thank you. Nice to see you all. And uh, yes, we have had loads of communications this week. In fact, in the, uh, this one as well, which uh, I thought we would uh, just relax from Vicky, uh, who got in touch she email. She said, I'm recovering from a hysterectomy and I'm very bored. That isn't my problem. Mm-hmm. My problem is that I've discovered your podcast and now I'm laughing so much, I'm writhing in pain. Is that why you're ah. called the agony uncles? Asks Vicky. Oh,
2: Vicky, it's, uh, that, that, that's a veiled oh. compliment, but I'm glad you enjoy it anyway. Oh. we just wish you a speedy recovery.
3: Absolutely. Oh, Loads yeah, of great problems for that. you to deal with today, though, so it's going to be a busy show. Wow.
2: Oh, oh, and oh, she's back. Good. Back from Did... skiing one of the world's poshest ski resorts. No, we don't mean a, like a little resort outside of Bolton. And helping to dig into your dilemmas, it's a lady who's so posh. She makes Mary Berry look like Winnet a Slob. Hello, Tash! Welcome back to The Fold. I missed you last
0: week, I have to say. I would like to have jumped in from the mountains, but actually... I was, the van show was in my hand, and it didn't. I'm so sorry. I enjoyed it too much and thought I'd wait a week.
2: <laughs> oh, what was it like on the piste?
0: Yeah, the couple, first couple of days were white out, and I wasn't a massive fan, a bit scary. And then the next few were just pure powder, blue skies. It was stunning, absolutely stunning, when I wasn't scared oh. and clinging to the side of a cliff. But I was fine.
2: Gosh, pure, pure powder, Dave. Pure powder, white out. Yeah. yeah, pure powder. Oh, yeah. I the only oh. Way <laughs> uh, We've had none of that here, really. It's been a bit grey with the odd sunny spell, hasn't it, really?
0: What was it? Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. yeah. Good
2: crap. No, but welcome
1: home. You, you, you were really, really missed. The voice oh, of the voice of let's, reason. Let's help some people. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. let's let's get on fixing the nation, dude. Play the jingle. Bing bong. Hello, hairy bikers. Here
3: is my request. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest Won't you listen to my story like a hairy jackanory Cos I heard your advice is the best In this week's edition of the Hairy Biker's Agony Uncles Uncle Si, Uncle Dave and Returning Posh Tash will be casting your caring brain on the following issues A question of taste A friend with benefits Chocolate spread or poo And in con... (sighs) And in Confidential Corner, a real life rampant
1: rabbit.
0: Ooh
1: <laughs> I mean, what what one that's got the battery stuff or what? Yeah, I Not...
0: reacted a bit too quickly to that one, didn't you? Yes, I? you did You're... that, didn't you? <laughs> yes. You're gonna
3: have to wait to find out. But Posh's involuntary reactions always make me smile. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> yes. uh, must we're gonna...
0: be quiet. Note to self. Must be quiet.
3: <laughs> we're gonna start with a question of taste. And this comes to us from Sharon. Uh, who's uh, emailed in, she says, Hi there, Uncle Si and Uncle Dave. Please, please, Hi. please, can you help me? I lost my sense of taste and smell about ten years ago. Don't ask me how. I think it just decided that was enough and did a runner. That, along with my dairy intolerance, is a real nightmare when I go out to eat, or when I eat any time, really. The kids always say, Oh, is mum having dust again for dinner? Every few months I have medication (laughs) that does bring back the senses just for a short period of time, which is heaven, just to smell coffee in the morning is wonderful, as I'm sure you can imagine. I really want to enjoy food, and I can tell if food is spicy, sweet or sour. So are there any of your recipes you can recommend that might help me love food once again? Thanks in anticipation. That's from Sharon. Over to you. Si, what a dilemma, what a terrible fate. Oh, I think, we all, I think many, many of us experienced
2: this loss of sense of taste uh, when we had COVID over the past couple of years. No, Unfortunately, you know, we whinge after about the first two weeks and then it came back, we were all lucky.
1: But to have it as a permanent thing, it's dreadful, isn't it? Yeah, that's not great. Because I I know that you and I, what we did, we re-educated our palates again. So because we Dave and I were on the phone to each other constantly when we're in when we're in lockdown, going, ah, I've got COVID and I can't taste or smell anything. So what we did was we kind of like got our jars of stuff out and went. That's star anise, that's cinnamon, you know, when the, when it started to come back again. So um, I think it's all about texture and big flavours for her, Dave, wouldn't you say? Or? Yeah, I, I would say, as, as well as
2: from what she says, the flavours that she can understand, that the thing that seems to tick the box is Thai food. Because, yes. you know, like we have kind of have sweet and savoury. Thai, it works around five flavours, doesn't it? Um, yes. I can't, can't remember to be specific, so it's sweet, salty, bitter hot or whatever, but yeah. Thai people are learnt from when the children, they, they will have like the five condiments on the table and they balance it to suit their palate. Yes. And and that could be something she could experiment with. And I think if that's what she's responding to, you could get some satisfaction with Thai cuisine. It's also healthy, delicious and a good way of life. Um, that, that's, you know, that might be a way forward, you know?
0: My daughter lost her taste and smell through COVID last July and she's only 13, and I thought it would come back, and and it hasn't come back still. But what she's found is she's lost her taste. Like, she used to love dairy milk. That was her favourite chocolate. And she cannot, cannot enjoy dairy milk anymore. She can't taste it. But actually, she's found other brands. She's found other things that she's enjoying now that she hadn't got before. So she has got some taste and smell Mm. back, but she's moved on. So rather than, I was going to suggest as a problem solver, rather than trying to go back and desperately try and taste the things you want to taste... (laughs) Try other things, and you might find you taste them differently and enjoy them in other ways. So my daughter's found other brands of things and enjoying other types of food because her t- her, as you say, her palate slightly changed. But she still hasn't got it back. She really doesn't like chocolate properly anymore because she really lost her taste. It was amazing.
1: Well, yeah, well, yeah, because I guess it's just a, it just becomes a texture in your mouth that's yeah. a bit yeah. weird.
0: Well, I remember, um, I remember why? during
1: COVID, I've
2: been a baking sandwich monster since I was a child. And eating a bacon sandwich, when you can't taste the bacon, all you can have is a sensation of the texture. And the texture of bacon, like the fat and sinew, is absolutely repellent. Also, seasoning food is an absolute nightmare. You know, I was used to cooking in the house. And uh, my sense of taste came back before Lil's. And and she would taste my food and screw her eyes up, you know. It was just dreadful. no, it's when you realise how much and how much as well is your sense of smell. is linked to your sense of taste. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's a That's huge, so huge sense we tend to take for granted.
0: And it's just so totally different your uh, emotions. You know, I, for, there are ridiculous things like, I remember as a kid, um, my parents uh, had some friends over and they'd left, the, I was literally about eight, well, I was six, seven, eight, and they'd left their keys overnight. And I smelt the keys and I... They said, I can tell you who that was last night that left the keys. There was a party of people and no one knew whose keys these were. And I smelt them and I knew who they were. And that smell of somebody is really, you know, emotionally um, provoking. And I just think smells dictate your mood. They dictate how you are with people. Because it's really detaching if you can't smell properly.
1: Yeah, that's that's very true. That's very true. Oh, well, you know, just, just, I think, I think what we're saying is, is explore and investigate other flavours, other textures and see see what your palate reacts to better. But me, for, for, for what you said, I'd have a look
2: at the Thai cuisine and just Absolutely. go all full throttle with it. And I yes. bet, you know, you could, you could get what you've what you got left satisfied with all those various, various tastes. I always remember going to that school, the school canteen at lunchtime and the kids were so educated on how to season the food to suit their particular tastes. Yeah. Doesn't it? They, yeah, they had the five flavours that yeah. so they added to suit themselves. And it brought the food alive. There was a reason for it as well. And health-wise and taste and balance, it was great. Have a play with
3: that. Good idea, bro. Good idea. Would there be, by any chance, any uh, Thai recipes in any of the Harry Bikers books? There is. There's, there's some scattering, but,
2: you know, you know, without trying to <coughs> flog our books unnecessarily, there are tonnes and tonnes <coughs> on the internet.
3: So just, just have a ferret around. And for the, uh, for the benefit of anyone listening there, uh, which one of you were barking just back then?
1: Me. Hey. Uh, uh, that, 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 uh, that was me. Was it? <laughs> that, was, that was Fred. Now, Fred's a Dalmatian who just stands up, random, walks outside, randomly barks, and walks back in again. That's Aww. it. He only does it three or four times a day, but it's highly irritating, and it pisses me off no end. Oh, Kingy. I thought it might have been
2: us because we got a puppy arrived yesterday. (gasps) Oh!
0: Oh, Did see a picture this morning, actually, Dave. Teddy.
2: Teddy's arrived. He was found abandoned on a movie set in Bucharest on a Tim Burton film. His siblings were dead. Teddy survived. Anyway, so Teddy, courtesy of International Vet Freighting, Arrived today. He's really quite cool. But I don't know what he is really. But he's got enormous paws, he's only three months old. We, we did that thing online where we've put his put his picture on. On a certain app, Teddy comes Shut in up. as a Labrador German Shepherd Cross, which means he's gonna be very intelligent, but probably quite clumsy, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> and quite a
1: large dog. Such so anyway, you. that's how a Ted. So we're wow. all dog-bound at the minute. I, I, it's not even, Fred's not even my flaming dog. It's me son's dog. He's palmed... <laughs> oh, he's yes, palmed so not yeah. No, it's not arts. Arts is as good as gold. It's flipping Fred, big gob. Uh, so what he does, he, he's been palmed off. Me son, elder son's palmed him off to Jane, my ex-wife. My ex-wife has then palmed him off onto <laughs> me because Jane's <laughs> away, seeing you, Alex.
3: Well, I'm glad to say that this week's episode of the Harry Biker's Agony Uncles also has special guests, Freddie and Teddy. So we're gonna be looking yes, forward oh to yes, hearing yes, them yes, yes. as we go through sure, the sir.
2: I think we should change, change our names. It's much more child-friendly, isn't it, Kingy? Yes. Teddy and Freddy.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, yes. that makes me Rod, doesn't it? Rod, Jane and Freddy. Oh, no, oh, that's that
1: no. a rainbow. Oh. No, that's not a porno show. What are you talking about? Oh, what?
3: <laughs> and the last thing this podcast is, is child-friendly. So let's move away from <laughs> yeah, that. It's
1: just... No, no. Food, food makes, makes everything, everything
3: better. better. Okay, problem number two is called oh. friends with benefits. I need... Uh, we're going to change the names here because I need one female and one male name. So, uh, a female name, Mr. King, and a uh, male name, Mr. Myers. Uh, Florence. Florence? And I think, as it's just been mentioned, Rod. Or oh, Rod. You see, that's a name that doesn't get used anymore, <laughs> isn't it? That's a good name. Hi. On. The reason <laughs> for that.
1: <laughs> 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 You've just taken the words out of
3: Hot Rod. <laughs> well, listen. Hi, Uncle Si and Uncle Dave. I used to watch your hairy adventures with my mum when I was a bit younger, but now you've slid into my own viewing. So here we go. I'm 25, I'm a third-year student, and through some bizarre house shares and precarious people, I now live with my best friend and favourite housemate throughout that time, Rod. Me and Rod are basically inseparable, and we do almost everything together. And I mean everything. We've had, um, you know we've participated in the old horizontal jiggy we go out for food we do the monthly shop all the boring things that go with adulthood as well now i am confused i know i love rod i know rod loves me but i just do not want to commit but i don't know why i struggle to see myself with rod for the rest of my life we rent a house together we have two cats i wash his underpants but i just can't say that he's my boyfriend i don't want to leave him in the lurch forever but what do I do? Do I continue to just live my life and not mention the label? What if I meet someone who I do see myself spending the rest of my life with? Help, says Florence.
1: Over to you. Whoa. Well, Florence, you just need to relax and enjoy what's happening now. It's all about the here and now floor. Not about, like, seeing yourself in the in, in, in 20 years' time with Rod. I mean, if, if you are with Rod in 20 years' time, then... Happy days. If you're not with Rod in 20 years time, also happy days. So just relax. Let it all unfold as the world goes. Just chill out. Seems to me, Flo, you've, you've got a, a
2: proper relationship. You started out yeah. as friends. You like each other. You've got the domestic side sorted out. And obviously you've crossed that barrier, which can be a barrier actually, you know, jumping the shark, as they say. And um, obviously it's that working. Florence, that's called normal. And I think you should enjoy it, really, and see how things get on. You know, it it, um, sounds pretty cool to me, really.
0: Everybody else looking at the relationships thinking their boyfriend and girlfriend, their husband and wife, they live together, partner, whatever it is, because they're doing all those things everyone does when they're in love and they with a partner. So it's only her issue with her labelling that she's got, realistically, she's doing all the things that's defining that label anyway so it's, it's kind of interesting what, how other people go oh yeah she's just um she washes her best friend's pants oh yeah she's sleeping with her. I mean we surely we should all sleep with our best friend really ultimately so she as, as you say I have a feeling this podcast needs to be changed to have your cake yeah. and eat it because I do feel like every week there's a problem we seem to solve that feels like everyone just wants a bit of everything cake and eat it stuff you know she kind of wants this well, perfect life with this man and then she doesn't want to commit to him and that's you, you can't do that Take
1: and eat it well, do you know what, Tash? I, I think it's a reflection of the consumer society that we live in—a bit of, oh. bit, you know, you know what it is, isn't it? Because everybody wants a bit of something. Well, you can't, you know. You've just got it. Sometimes you will have to do without and make a commitment. Like,
0: yeah, I think know. there's too much opportunity for change nowadays. You know, there's no carriage clock yeah. at the end of a big career anymore, and there's no. Yeah. You know, there's, it's much easier to divorce as of this weekend as well, of course. All those kind of things. Is it? Oh yeah,
2: no blame. It'd be interesting to find out Rod's point of view, wouldn't it? Really. Yeah. You might just be blissfully happy, thinking it's a nice relationship. There's always that one yeah. as well, isn't it? Where you've you've got a, you know, you, you've got a really good friendship with a woman, you think it's going very well, then that immortal line comes out. <laughs> oh, I do love you, but I'm not <laughs> in love with you. Oh. Oh... <laughs>
0: heartbreaking.
1: <laughs> yeah, kind of. Hey, I had that the other day, didn't I, bro? I said, oh, yeah, here's me platonic lover. Oh, well, great, smashing, thanks very much. Oh. First of all, I didn't know it was platonic, and second of all, I didn't know you were me lover. You know, I've just <laughs> yeah. gone in for a cocktail. Yeah, yeah. She, did say, she did say it twice as well, which is quite <laughs> nice, <laughs> to be fair.
0: Well, <laughs> I, was, yeah. I say,
2: co- it's all right, Chuck, he's got the idea, all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: Yeah?
1: I mean, what's all that about?
0: <laughs> but that's the other thing. Is you can look about it. She's thinking about. Flo's thinking about this, and we're asking what Rod, Rod's thinking. I bet you he's not thinking anything. <laughs> Without being no, mean to you boys, but really, do you actually think that hard about it? You're happy. Your pants are washed. You're getting sex. You got a roof over your head. What are you thinking about over and above that? Nothing. Or no, no. I, I think I think you are you,
2: tash, tash, tash. You are just misjudging mankind. <laughs> we're well, not all like that.
0: No. <clears throat> no. Not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so some members do think deeply and uncaringly. Like I'm
0: sure, I'm sure. I'm just saying, maybe she's overthinking it. Us girls do <laughs> overthink sometimes.
1: Jeevesy, Jeevesy's <laughs> GFC, gone, I'm like that. Sure, aren't you? No, you're not. I've do you, know you think deeply.
2: I wonder what nationality Florence is. I do think sometimes British women do tend to overthink things like this. What you're actually saying is that they're miserable. I, mean, I don't know, she seems to be looking for problems to have. Do you know what I mean? You
1: know, counting the lucky stars, really.
0: we're not. We're seeking happiness. You make us all so miserable.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I'm with Dave. You just look for problems that aren't there. Flo, get a hold of yourself. Stop washing his underpants if you don't feel like it, and that might make, make, make you feel better. But, like, whatever, which, either way, you're you, you, you living the life of a
2: couple. I wonder if Rod asks her to wash his underpants.
0: Ooh.
2: Do, do you know what oh. I mean? If she doing it all the time? of foreplay? No! No,
0: <laughs> no but I, mean,
2: like, I mean, I've got to be like... <laughs> I, I, so do, I do my own washing at home. I'm not, you know, I don't expect anybody else to do me washing. I mean, I think that's a bit much that early on in the relationship anyway. You help each other out. You know, if yeah. one of you's yeah. going away and, you, and your laundry's there, you do it for each other. I, I do lose, you know? Um, the laundry stuff. I wonder why she mentioned laundry. It's not a biggie, is it, really?
0: If you're willing to pick um, up someone's dirty pants and put them in the washing machine, that is a sign of commitment.
1: Well, yeah, and maybe she's just a commitment phobe. You know, maybe she goes. Ooh. You know, maybe she stands in the biscuit aisle in say in 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 the supermarket and go. Mm, I can't commit to a jaffa cake. What about a ginger note? <laughs> oh, I wonder what oh, sort I of biscuits Flo eats.
2: I bet she can't make a yeah. mind up. Oh, just a malted exactly. milk.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or a niece. My sounds a nightmare now. Niece. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Niece biscuits. What's the point? You know I me. Mean? Nah, oh, Flo. The moral of this tale is get a
2: grip and eat hobnobs.
0: If you've got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony, Uncle's a line.
3: Problem number three for you today is chocolate spread or poo.
0: Uh, oh, I need no. I need ah.
3: one, oh, it, it'll get better, one lady's name please. Uh, Uncle, uh, actually, Poshtash, you can give us a lady's name please. Uh,
0: Jennifer.
3: Uh, Jennifer writes, dear Uncle Si and Uncle Dave. My partner and I moved in together at the beginning of last year. We are now the parents of a lovely baby boy. I'm 38, he's 44. We both have children from prior relationships. Now, blended families always come with some challenges, and today I need your help with something that relates to housework, but not like you would think. You see, when I met my partner, he was a single father living with his two children, 7 and 10, and he had them pretty much all the time. Now that we've moved in together, the situation has changed. His kids have moved in with their mum, and we have moved and found a beautiful, spacious flat that can house all the kids when they come over to ours. Now, one thing you need to know is that I'm not a neat freak by any means, but I do like things to be hygienically clean, especially now with a crawling baby in the house. My partner's flat before we lived together was pretty unpleasant, but I thought that moving in together as a fresh start would have no trouble keeping the place tidy. As it turns out, (laughs) I was wrong. His kids come to stay every other weekend. I suppose you could say that they're pretty much like their father, but worse. They come to ours with uncut fingernails with black grime lodged securely under them. Clothes that look like they've been on for at least a week. Over time, i found out they're just persistently resistant to anything resembling personal hygiene, especially the youngest. They lie about changing their clothes, about when they've last washed or washed their hands. They eat with their hands and they smear food all over themselves as well as the dining room chairs. This is an unpleasant situation. They also lie about washing their hands. They leave brown smears all over the toilet. I feel like I'm constantly following them around with alcohol wipes and a bottle of bleach. I've tried to talk to my partner about this a few times. What I get is... Well, kids are just like that. It's got so bad that to cope while seeking out the brown streaks left around the house, I now play <laughs> a game with my friend called Chocolate Spread or Poo, where I take pictures of what I find and send them to her, and we guess what it is before I clean it up. <laughs> I would I would like some advice on how to make this situation a bit more livable. says Jennifer. Over to you. Oh, Jennifer, it sounds like a hellhole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Disgusting>.
2: <laughs> yeah, your your partner needs to step up to the plate. You've got a young baby, it's your home and everybody needs to pull together to make it work. Um,
1: it sounds pretty intolerable, really. I think, looking slightly deeper into it, the kids are, as you say, part of a blended situation now and the kids from your partner's previous marriage, they have... Very little control, other than that, other than their personal hygiene, and and if they're resistant, that normally comes. That that's normally how some sort of control. They just want a little bit of control about their lives, and 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 I think that's normally how things like that manifest itself. Manifest itself. Manifest themselves around personal hygiene and around the food that they would eat. So, for instance, you know it, it. it's all about control for the, for the kids because they're feeling a bit all over the place. And, um, and I think that needs very careful management and gentle management. And, and yeah, that, that, that would be my take on it. But Dave's absolutely right. It does sound like a complete hellhole. Uh, but you've just got to manage it.
0: It's. I think if they, if they they said they were seven and ten when they moved in, or so they, let's say they're a little bit older than that now, eight and twelve, whatever they might. Yeah, well, that's really bad maths. Eight and eleven, it would be, wouldn't it? Sorry, <laughs> um, <but, laughs> <laughs> realising my addition. But I was just thinking, you're, you're not born with the knowledge to know that dirty hands uh-huh. causes germs. You're taught it, and it is a parental job, yeah. be it the dad or the mum, to teach those kids, yeah, the right from the wrongs, and the and bottom line for me, it's manners. I know it sounds a bit posh. But it's bottom line manners to respect other people's property and other people's health. And and I just think somewhere on the line, there's been, I agree, there must have been a bit of a blip in a divorce somewhere there. That the kids maybe, the the priority wasn't to tell your kids to, you know, smarten up and put your best shirt on. I think fundamentally washing your hands, keeping your toilet clean, not wiping your dirty hands on a chair. By that age, you really should have some knowledge. That's what everyone else does. And I, I, I hear you to a certain extent that that may be their control. But I also think they could also look and think, oh, my control could be to be a better person. And I just think they need to be taken aside, off of their neck and taught them to wash their hands, personally.
2: Yeah, they need some boundaries. And the boundaries are in this new house, this new home. And, um, you know, although it can be hard, those boundaries have to be set. But the thing Mm -hmm. is, you know, as I said, it seems, does Jennifer have the support of a husband? And by God, she needs that. Because it's your home, your new baby. And a a blended families do work. I've got one, It's it's blooming great. But you know, it, it's it takes give and take on all sides, and that does include the youngsters as well. It's, it's education. Think... It's funny. It's about manners as well, because it's yeah, funny. I do. Yeah, our manners are everything. I mean, Si and I both grew up in working-class homes, but it was that time where manners were so important. And I think actually, that's one of the things we do well in the bikers. You know, when we meet people, it makes people feel at ease. You know, they're guests in our house. We're guests in their house. And that's so important, like a little... It's a little mantra for life, really.
1: And they need some manners, these children. And I, and I think, you know, you can't underestimate... The thing is that the influence that parents have on children, it's, it's enormous. I mean, the world is full, of, is, is full of damage because of that. I mean, mum always used to say three things. If your kids have boundaries, and you reinforce them and you're clear about them and kind with them, they know that they're secure. If they're secure they then know that they're loved and you can't have you can't have what you can't have those three in isolation they have to they, they they come as a they come as three boundaries security and love oh. not that you're not sure they just they know that they're loved because you give a shit to actually yeah. go no that's yeah. not happening that's not happening, and that's not happening. The reason for that is that, that, and that. But clear. You don't have to adultify it. You don't have to use language that they don't understand. It just needs to be clear, and you need to reinforce them. But as Dave was quite rightly saying, he needs the help, she needs the help of our, of a of, of partner. Kids aren't like that. They need to be socialised, and it needs to be socialised in an appropriate way for their character and personalities, the best people to do that are their parents because they have made them.
0: Yeah, and I think if she then sets the, she could be the savior. If she sets the boundaries, because it's her home and she can set them, it may make a massive difference to them. They may not know it now, but that may change them forever. As you say, those boundaries will manifest themselves in them understanding that someone cared someone really cared about what they were like and where they were going and what they did. And I think you're so right, yeah. si. So right.
2: Yeah, I agree, Kingy. I think you hit it in one.
3: Well, if you're down, hey, if you're if down, down, now don't get drunk. Don't get drunk. Just send an just email. Just send an email. To the Agony Uncles. Um, to the Agni uncles. uncles. We're moving on to problem number four, and it's Confidential Corner. But I, I just, love Confidential Corner. But I think, I think from what we heard earlier on, so si, that actually, uh, Tash is also interested oh, in the corner well, today. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, well, what's a rabbit? It's a little tiny it's a thing. Thing you that... get
1: for Easter. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
3: Moving on. Problem number four. I need one male and one female name, please. Male name and a female name. I have a male name from Uzi si, and lady's name, uh, Uncle Dave. Uh, uh, male name, uh, uh, Woody. <laughs> this is such an appropriate name as we'll find out. It's Mr. Myers. Thumper.
2: <laughs> Woody and Thumper. Oh, yeah, they're very middle class. You know middle class couples have these nicknames. Woody and Thumper. Yeah. We're out of Woody and Thumpers for tea. <laughs> yeah. well, I, uh, it was which, so
3: jolly. Uh, which James Bond film was it where uh, Roger Moore was beaten up by all those women That one of them was called Thumper. So it does actually work. Here we go. Problem number four. <laughs> Woody and Thumper. Dear Uncle Si and Uncle Dave, my problem, yeah. says Thumper, Doesn't seem to be a problem for anyone else, but here goes anyway. I'm going out with a real-life Duracell sex bunny. When other partners have rolled over, farted, and gone to sleep, mine is just getting going. Foreplay is usually about the same length as the omnibus edition of The Archers. The main event can take, and this isn't an exaggeration, up to three hours. At first, this seemed amazing. I felt very special, but now, when Mr. Frisky and his pleasure stick come to play, I feel a sense of dread. After the first half hour, I find myself wishing I had a Sudoku book Uh, handy. I made made the mistake of mentioning this to three of my friends at a girl's night out, and to say they were unsympathetic would be an understatement. One of them reckons her and her hubby can fit one in during the adverts in Anton Deck's Saturday Night Takeaway. I swear. (laughs) And I swear that another of them actually started to dribble. Oh, am God. I, am I weird? I should love this, right? How can I talk to Woody without hurting his feelings, or how can I learn, or how can I learn to enjoy it and not just play wordle in my head for ages? <laughs> Over to you, from Thumper.
1: I
2: mean, I mean, oh God, lover. I mean, it's, it's difficult to perceive, isn't it, really, being a fellow?
1: What? You know, I mean. Well. I mean, I have an appetite, like, yeah but, you know... Is, not, he, not, not, is he pleasing not, him
0: or is he pleasing her?
1: Well, that's not. the thing, you see. It's got to be a symbiotic thing. You're making, you're making jiggy. You're making love. And, I mean, it can sometimes go on for ages, or other times it may not go on for ages. Either way... You don't want to take half a day off when you think it's on the horizon, do you? I exactly do, do you know?
2: No, I mean, oh, you I'll just, I'll
1: just book oh. my holidays in. Whew. You know, can you imagine it? Can you imagine Thumper and Woody on holiday? Bloody hell. I mean, well, maybe, maybe maybe
2: Woody has trouble. Maybe it takes him a while to, you know, you. get to See the you. station. You know what I mean?
0: I think yeah. the, uh, Woody might be one of our thinking men that I, I totally took down earlier. Because maybe he's thinking women like longer foreplay, they don't want it over in five seconds. Maybe he's thinking too much and he thinks she wants it. Wants three hours foreplay and three hours sex. But actually, I think he's overthinking the matter. He just needs to get on with the job and move on. <laughs> just stop thinking, Woody. We like you when you don't but think.
1: <laughs> has Woody and Thumper not had the conversation? And I mean, it's a simple conversation to have, isn't it? We go, yeah, Woody, sweetheart, listen, you know, you're going at it a bit long.
2: Aye, you know. Is aye. there anything
1: that we can do to, to not, you know, not have half-time popcorn? I mean, yeah,
2: can, can we watch Peaky I mean? behind us instead of foreplay and get on with it, really? Yeah. At
1: least, you know, she can imagine you're somebody else, do you know what I mean? Can you drop your potatoes a little bit quicker? Do you yes. Know? I mean, that's, do you know what I mean? Just have the conversation, it's easy enough. You're sleeping together, you're having jiggy. What is, if you've got physically that intimate, then surely to God you're able to have a conversation going, listen, babe, I love you, but you're taking way too long yeah. And it was great at the start, but now Twenty minutes is fine, isn't
2: it? I think twenty minutes is about spot on.
0: It's a long time.
2: <laughs> what? What like two zero minutes you mean? Right. Oh that's, that's appropriate that's appropriate length of time to, you know, <laughs> encourage interest without being too eager, you know.
3: Is that start to finish? No,
2: no, a bit what, of foreplay, no the actual oh, right.
1: Yes. Oh the right. actual physical Oh, yeah, uh, well.
0: Uh,
2: you know me, I love plan. <laughs> <laughs> a plan.
0: Not finished time. <laughs> oh, God. What if she faked I think... it? If oh, do it you... Know, you badly, then she fakes the next bit. It could be all over a bit quicker.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, but it's got to be all over for him as well. You kind of do that, man. That's... Un... That's, that's You kind of
2: fake it. I did have a mate, and he was a terrible Lothario. And what he used to do was, he would... He, he, he always would come back with somebody. This is this is in the heady days of the 1990s and 1980s, you know, and he'd always come back with somebody. I mean, he was always very handsome, and I was like the ugly flatmate. But what he used to do is he used to put the Guardian crossword by his pillow. And if he got bored, honest to God, he'd do the crossword. Oh, in the middle? Well, in the middle, yeah. yeah. How'd you even do that? Well, I, don't, I never used to do the cryptic. Just a quick
1: cross, just a quickie! <laughs> Two a cross. Oh, they're down! Oh. <laughs> You've set the dog off now,
0: dude. <laughs> you could also realise, you could also tell him that also sometimes foreplay can come and just buy me flowers, make me a cup of tea, put the candle on, job done. I thought that was
1: foreplay. So did I. Put the sausage rolls in the oven, love. Right, smash your okay. gnocchi 20 minutes and then we'll be five for a bit of supper. <laughs> Post-costal Post-costal sausage roll. Sausage roll. I replaced the protein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they need to have a conversation, have a chat about yeah. it. Because if he's shagging way longer than he should be, that's weird.
0: Yeah. Well, she seems to start walking afterwards, like looking at the horse between her legs, and going, What's wrong with you, darling? Because, well, it was too yeah. long. That, that, that was painful, was too long.
1: Yeah, crazy. Can you heck. imagine the friction involved in three hours Ooh. of. I mean, yeah, he'd be red
2: raw, wouldn't you yeah, I mean, she starts out as a supermodel. She ends up looking like Hoss from Bonanza. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> it's just wrong. What happens oh if God. secretly one of us, if one of us secretly goes like quite a long time and we're just not admitting it? Next okay. If it well. does
0: go a long time, I'll do Sudoku. I'll start thinking about
1: Sudoku <laughs> and why <what> the <I've> <laughs> problem. <laughs> oh, God.
3: Well, I think we we need to uh, we need to wrap this one up. So, um, w- what we've learned here is, uh, first of all, uh, earlier in the podcast, Tash suggested that men um, need to think a bit more, and now yeah. she's just suggested that they need to think a bit less. No wonder we're all yeah. confused all the time, Tash. But thank you <laughs> yes. very much for that. <laughs> yes. Uh, but let's. Uh, what we want to do is go with um, so advice <laughs> yeah. for uh, Woody here that uh, Thumper uh, can give for him. Woody. Uh, and the advice is, uh, what would be the correct length? Uh, so start to finish, we're talking from the point at which you go, hmm, that'll be nice, through to, I'm ready for my sausage roll. Uh, start to finish, how long? Uh, Uncle Si, please, what would be your perfect length?
1: An hour. Uh, OK,
2: Uncle Dave? Uh, foreplay could be an indefinite amount of time, because foreplay could be going to cinema and holding hands and just getting to a romantic, warm and fuzzy embrace. All right, work around the 20 minutes. OK, and poshtash?
0: I'm being realistic to the story. I think Woody's not going to cut down uh, from six hours down to an hour, so I'm going to I'm going to give him two hours. He's got to get he's got to cut it down to two hours. That's that's two a good Two hours, evening. start that's to finish. Night. Two hours. That's a good night. <laughs>
2: Long and short of it is, Woody is in fact not an EP; is a box set. He's a binge watch. <laughs> binge watch, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh God. If your life's in a the mess, then the email address is the AgonyUncles at the
3: hairybikes.co.uk.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening to all of you who said in your troubles. Thanks for trusting us, you poor fools, the agony <laughs> uncles, with your problems.
1: Yes? Then don't forget, send in your questions and problems to agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. That's agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. We'd love to hear from you, as you know. And uh, and we love chatting about it. It's just, it's just great. And we'll see if we can help you with your traumas and tremors. Now, do
2: remember to follow the podcast. That's most important for us and for you. So that a new one will pop into your life every Friday morning. Bit like Woody really. <laughs> it's
1: enough So from Poshtash, the thin white Duke, Uncle Sai si, and Uncle Dave, which is us, it's a tur off for most. Have a safe week. Yeah, have a lovely week. Bye bye.